So the real question is, is how do you, the busy professional, or simply the individual who has a ton on their plate, take care of your physical fitness and long-term health without sacrificing performance in the other 23 hours of your life? Welcome to the 23 Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Gertz. This podcast will discuss different strategies and tactics that you can utilize in life, business, and fitness to accomplish more and sacrifice less. This podcast will also explore how that one hour of exercise a day builds and fosters the successful habits that are necessary to crush the other 23 hours in your life. I'm thankful that you're here listening, and I can't wait for you to get value from the 23 Hours Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the 23 Hours Podcast. Games with Gerds here. We're on episode number 10. And it's so funny to me because episode number 10 really should have been episode number one. This was probably one of the first things that I actually wanted to share with my podcast audience or honestly to whoever would listen to me speak uh, because it's something that's just had a profound impact on my life and is one of the main drivers behind my consistent motivation to go to the gym. And that's what we're going to be discussing today, guys, is 23-hour pretty much gym lessons. So this is actually, um, to give you guys some insight, this is actually from one of the programs that is in the process of being launched. You guys will be able to access that soon in the link in this bio, the 23 hours program. This is one of the pieces to it um, that I teach people um, that has worked for clients, family members, friends over the past few years. And it's pretty much just simply attaching more meaning. Okay, this is just a part of this program that's gonna be available to you guys soon. It's attaching more meaning uh, to the gym, right? We know that motivation comes from motives, okay? And when I was doing, uh, I was in business a few years ago and I learned this from a mentor. It was something that profoundly changed my life. I want to share it with you guys because I I realized that I literally use it every day. I use it to do things that I don't want to do. I use it to foster discipline. I use it to implement new habits. And that's really what the whole 23 hours things is about, right? It's like using the gym as a catalyst for growth in other areas of your life to build and foster the habits that will make you successful and the other things that you want to pursue or whatever that may be. That is what 23 hours is for. So uh, today's podcast is heavily focused on personal development. It's heavily focused on uh, allowing you the ability to attach more meaning to your fitness journey, to attach more meaning to your physical activity and the stuff that you're doing for your long-term health. So Really where it started, like I said, the mentor would get on. I, I mentioned this in the goal setting framework. If you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend you. That's actually one of my uh, most listened to episodes um, is the goal setting framework. So I, I encourage you to go listen to that one. I believe that's episode number seven or eight, um, but you'll see goal setting framework. I mentioned it in there that one of my mentors told me, he said, Tyler, motivation comes from motives. The more motives you have to do something or the more reasons you have to accomplish said thing, the more likely you are to achieve it. Like it's not that hard to understand. I don't understand why people act like it. I think it's mostly because people don't know what they want. And that's what we're going to start today is like knowing what you want, which we address in the goal setting framework. But how do you use the gym as a catalyst to do that in your own life? Well, most people would say on their health journey, like, oh, I want to lose more weight. I want to feel good. And I want to look better naked. Okay, cool. Well, we can do that for sure. Like anybody can do that. I promise you, even if you've had a severe injury history or you feel like you are the fattest human being on earth, I guarantee you that you can still see success from going to the gym consistently. But my thing is, is I want to show you how to leverage that success 
to have success in the other areas of your life. And the way that we do that is we have to attach more meaning to the gym and we have to attach more meaning to our life. So one of the number one ways we can do that is through specificity. Okay. So this is one of those things I write about in my ebook. If you haven't picked up the muscle gains ebook, muscle gain secrets for busy people, it's an ebook. It's a, it's a simple read and it literally condenses 10 years hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on education and certifications into a 60 page ebook for you to be able to learn how to program your exercise routine like an absolute professional and around your busy life specific to your lifestyle context matters i don't ever leave out context when we talk about health and wellness because everybody is in a different spot in their journey everybody's running the race at their own pace and everybody's dealing with their own demons okay so i don't want to get on here and make it seem like hey this is going to get you the quick hack to a badass physique no that's throughout the rest of the market is doing and how's that working for you guys last time i checked america's at a 70 percent obesity or overweight um, rate. So I would say that it's not working very well. And I'm not in this to make money. I'm in here to make impact, right? This is 23 hours is impact over income. Matter of fact, that's actually a hashtag I used the other day on Instagram. I'm pretty proud of it. Not going to lie. <laughs> I'm kidding. So let's go back to the specificity thing. If we, if we, if we, if we rewind a little bit, like, what does that mean? So in the, in the, in the ebook that I just mentioned to you guys, what is it? Well, it's, the law of specificity, it's pretty much saying that the way you train your body or the way that you train your body is the adaptations you're going to elicit. Okay. Well, that's pretty simple to say. If I want to get better at mountain biking. I had a friend of you a few years ago. He asked me, he says, Tyler, how do I, if I wanted to get better at said sport, I think it was basketball. They were like, how do I get better at basketball? And it was a, it was actually a family member within the in our network, it was a younger kid who was still playing athletics. I think he was going to college for basketball. Was, How do I get better at my shot? Like, is there, you know, you're a string coach. Like, and I'm like, you, you don't go in the weight room to get better at your jump shot. Like practice your jump shot, get more reps doing your jump shot. That is what's going to lead you to being better at your jump shot. And one of my favorite philosophies about life and about fitness and about business is that everything is trainable. Everything is trainable. So if you feel like you cannot, then you're correct because your mindset is saying, hey, I can't do this. Therefore, you won't be able to do it. I'm here to tell you that if you believe that everything is trainable, then you know that nothing is out of your reach. It might just take a little bit longer than you're willing to work for. That's a pretty simple concept. And that's what another mentor told me, don't wish for things more than you're willing to work for them. And that's a great philosophy to have, right? If you understand that everything is trainable and that everything can be obtained, just make sure that you're not wishing for things more than you're willing to work for them, because it is going to take repetition, practicing that jump shot. It is going to take time in the gym, exposing your muscles to a stimulus to see them grow. It is going to take time reading the books, going to the seminars, meeting the people and shaking the correct hands to build the business to the level at which you want. You have to make sure that you're not wishing for it more than you're willing to work for. Okay. So the law of specificity pretty much brings all of that into context to say, Hey, whatever it is that you want to get better at repetitively do that thing. That's simple. We've talked about that on our fit RSVP framework. We talked about it in that podcast. That's great. But how does that relate to life? 
And that's what this whole podcast is about, right? How do we take those things from the gym and apply it to our life? Well, the law of specificity in the real world would pretty much state the same thing. I'm telling you guys, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Brian Tracy said that. Brian Tracy is like a godfather in the personal development world. If you don't know who that is, I encourage you to check him out. But what did he say? Why did he say that? Because if you don't know where you're going, ancient script has said it, guys. It's in the Proverbs of the Bible. Without a vision, the people will perish. God said it. I mean, it's it, whether you believe in that or not, I'm just telling you guys, this is like a statement in history that has been repetitively recorded. You have to have a purpose and you have to have intention behind your actions in order to elicit a specific result. Strength coaches and trainers understand this in the gym. We use this. This is where exercise programming comes in. And this is why if you want to have a specific desired outcome, then you need to have a specific plan of action. That is what I tell you. So I'm I am encouraging you guys through the first thing we talk about today on this podcast. Understand that if you can apply more intention to your workouts, if you can apply more intention to, to the goals that you have for your physical fitness and your long-term health, I guarantee you, you will find it easier to set long-term, short-term, whatever type of goals you want to set for your actual life, because you will then understand and then you will actually be bought into the fact that specificity matters. So I encourage you guys, if, if the goal setting framework, if you listen to it and it didn't really vibe with you, then I would encourage you that maybe a bell goes off. I want to be the wagon that comes down your rut. I want to be the individual that pushes you off that edge into the land of discomfort or whatever it is that you are avoiding by not specifically thinking about what adaptations or what results that you desire on this earth. I want to be that person. I want to be that movement in your life. So I hope that that kind of pushed you guys to understand that, you know, if, if you want to achieve greatness, man, that is awesome. You can totally do it. But I'm just letting you know the law of specificity still applies, whether it be in the gym, whether it be in your career or whether it be in your personal relationships with people on this earth. Just understand that you have to have a plan of action specific and there has to be a vision without a vision that people will perish. So hope that guys that helped you out. That was one of my first things I wanted to cover whenever I started this podcast. And that's why I started out today saying this is probably episode number one, really, because this is what has kept me going back to the gym. Because I understand that if I stop going to the gym, I'm probably going to stop doing a lot of other things in my life that are also important for my long term health and success and the life that I want to live. So when we talk about breeding the habits that the gym breeding habits and creating the changes and lifestyle that impacts the other 23 hours of our life look no further than our discussion on frequency of in the fit RSVP framework. It's actually the first principle we talk about in that ebook is frequency in the gym frequency. There's a certain level of stimulus that you have to expose your muscles to in order for them to grow. We know that that's what we talk about intensity, but more importantly, there's actually an adequate amount of stimulus in a timetable on when that stimulus is provided to the body. Simply put, are you doing it two times a week, three times a week, four times a week, five times a week? And this is where I would really encourage you to go check out. There's actually video modules on these concepts that I created in the 23 hours program. This is where it gets really deep. And this is where a lot of the reading, the thousands of hours I've spent reading, um, 
books on time management and success principles and things that will help you accomplish more. One of the things that's always poked out to me is that can, how do you condense time? That's what we're talking about when we're talking about frequency. The, the more frequently you get those repetitions that we talked about in the law specificity, the more likely you are to achieve success earlier. Would y'all agree with me on that? It kind of makes sense, right? The more exposure you get to the stimulus, the more of impact that stimulus is going to have on your body. Now with training, there's other principles that come in, right? Like you can get fatigued, you can overtrain, you can be overreaching. Those are the scientific terms for pretty much saying that you exhaust your body and you actually, the law of diminishing return sets in. And now you're tapping into like detraining, you're tapping into exhaustion, depression, anxiety, lack of training motivation, the female athlete triad where female athletes will actually miss periods and menstrual cycles, it gets pretty serious, right? So there actually is a level of frequency that's too high for the stress systems in the body to respond to. And that's what I want to talk to you about in your life. How many of you guys can relate to this? When I was in graduate school at the University of Texas, I was getting my master's degree in, the, in exercise science and physiology. I had already gotten a bachelor's degree on the topic. And I was also trying to build a business online while being a full-time strength and conditioning coach, trying to be a good boyfriend, trying to be a good son, trying to be a good brother, trying to navigate my spiritual life, trying to learn and grow in other areas. And it was almost to the point where my head was about to explode. I was sleeping like four hours a night. Obviously, I was a little bit younger at the time. Um, I would still consider myself young, but then like it, I was manageable. I was able to do it. It was a two-year period of my life where I was burning the candle at both ends. And I remember towards the end of that journey, when I was writing my thesis paper for my master's, I remember the nights I was working late and actually having the feeling of I was going to die. <laughs> okay, maybe that's a little intense. I tend to use hyperbole when I discuss things, if anybody knows me. But what I'm trying to say is there were certain times where I was like, oh my gosh, I think I've actually reached the end of this road. Like, I don't think I have to, I have to train clients in the morning at five. I really need to get some sleep Ty. Like you can't, you can't do that tonight. And then the next night, the same thing would happen. I'd be like, okay, time to work on my paper. And I would literally be, um, too fatigued to, to form sentences. And I learned that, Hey, you know what? I, I was able to do this for about a year and a half, but these next six months, I'm going to have to have a more reasonable plan to achieve this because I really have been burning the candle at both ends. Uh, and pretty much the epiphany I had from that is if I would have taken the same amount of work and the same amount of, of stimulus, you could say, and spread it out over the two years more evenly, would I have reached that end point in my road to where I was actually exhausted mentally, physically, spiritually? I don't think I would have. I think I would have, if I would have had a better plan in place and I would have had better habits and principles, I would have been able to probably continue at that rate of work and production for a lot longer. Wow. Think about that for a second. So if I took the frequency and I just extended it another six months, I could have taken that year and a half and I could have extended it to six months and I could have lasted the amount of time that I needed to be working on my job, working on my business, working on my master's, working on my relationships. And I would have been able to do it in a more productive manner and not run myself into the dirt. We talk about that with your training. In the gym, that's probably the number one thing that I accredit to all of my exercise programming is it's not going to run you into the ground. I guarantee it. If you want to get ran into the ground, you can go to the studio down the, the street with the coach that's number one goal is to hammer you every time you walk in the door. That's not my philosophy. That is not a marathon mindset when it comes to your health 
are there times to turn the burners on and really get after it? Of course there are. Are there times to train like you are trying to um, win a battle? Of course there are. Are there people out there who just want to go to the gym and get a better physique and look and feel better? Of course there are. So once again, context matters, but I'm telling you that you can only maintain that level of output for so long. Now in your business and in your career, the same thing applies. If your plan, what we discussed in the beginning of this episode is not a marathon mindset plan, then you're a lot less likely to get there. This is something my mentor told me when I started in business with the online business I was trying to build. He said, you have to have a marathon mindset here. Instant gratification and short-term results don't happen. And if they do, they don't last long. So if you're expecting that, please go somewhere else. We're not looking for people like that to partner with. We're looking for people who understand the concept of putting in work over the long period of time and not expecting any results early on. And that's the same thing that we tell people with the training of their bodies is don't expect changes in the first eight weeks of your training program. Don't expect it in the first two months. Are you going to see some? Yeah, probably. Absolutely, I would even say. But don't expect that because what if you don't? Does that mean you quit? Right? So this is where frequency comes in. What are you willing to commit to for the long term? Some people would say, hey, you're going to start a podcast. How often are you going to publish an episode? My answer is, hey, probably once a week at most. Oh, wow, man, that's not very frequent. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But I'm thinking about frequency over the long term that's going to get me to my end result, which I know in order to do that end result and accomplish that, it's going to take years. So I need to commit to something that I can do for the long term. So when you guys think about frequency in your training, I want you guys to also think about it in your life. Those those concepts apply. Have you ever trained really hard for an extended period of time and realized that you are fatigued at work? Of course you are. Or of course you have, everybody's experienced that, or maybe you haven't. And that's a good thing because you don't want to get to that point where you're overreaching to where you're, you're training your body so hard that everything else in your life is starting to be sacrificed because of it. Um, on that same note, guys, if it's time for you to turn the burners on and expose yourself to a higher frequency for the next 90 days and make a 90 day run at something in your business or make a 90 day run at something with your physique or make a 90 day run at something in your relationships, you do that. I am not discouraging you from doing that. I apply that tactic all the time. I'm going to increase frequency of exposure to this stimulus and stress over here, but I'm going to decrease my stress in this area of life. And that's where we can talk about balance and things like that, which I think are really important but I think um, are impossible to actually achieve. I don't believe that true balance actually exists in this world, um, in your life. I believe that high achievers are going to continuously go and go and go because it's what we're designed to do and it's what we love doing. So if that's you, then I encourage you to keep pushing. I encourage you to keep pumping. But I do want you to know that there is an optimal frequency at which you can do more and sacrifice less. Okay, so that's what's really important here. It's not always about working harder. Sometimes it's about working smarter. I encourage you to go check out our episodes and gym lessons in the 23 hours program where we really dive into this and make it applicable to your life. But let's move on to one of the last things. So in conclusion, guys, we're wrapping up here. Stay with me. The the, the, the second thing that I wanted to talk about on my podcast um, was gonna or like the second episode was like hey we should film this but we we pushed it back because we were like hey let's get like the the origin story out first and give them a lot of kind of the background of what the 23 hours philosophy is 
one of the major things that I want everybody to understand that listens to this um, podcast and that interacts with with 23 hours is the general adaptation syndrome. And I write about it in our 23 hours uh, ebook. But Dr. Saley created this and it's actually really confusing. And personally, I think it could be it can make a lot more sense. But the way it is, is there's like two, three phases to stress and stress can be from your personal life. It can be from the gym, whatever it may be. What happens is you're exposed to stress. You have a response to it in your body. And then there's like an adaptation phase, a recovery phase, um, which is referred to as a resistance phase and his um, model of it. And then there is an exhaustion phase, which you want to avoid. And this matters because I want you guys to understand that no matter what stimulus or stress it is, you have to give your body time to respond. You have to understand how this growth process works. <clears throat> and that's really where I come in and I say, hey, this is what I'm talking about with life. With your muscles, apply a stimulus, give it time. Uh, it goes into like an alarm phase, right? Where like inflammatory cytokines um, stuff comes in and then you go into a resistance phase where like force production decreases for a number of days while they're recovering and this process is still going on. And then next thing you know, they're recovered and back to normal and you can apply the stimulus again, um, in an optimal world. Now the third phase, which is the exhaustion phase is at the point at which you continue applying the stimulus and you don't give your body time to recover. And then guess what happens? You end up in this exhaustion phase, performance is decreased, you're mentally fatigued, you're grumpy. We kind of mentioned that earlier. So I don't want to get too much into that. But if we if we take these three phases and we take this, this general adaptation syndrome and apply it to our life and to the things that we're trying to grow in in the other areas of our life, then why do we view adversity as such a bad thing? Because it's necessary for this process to happen. Adversity is oftentimes those things in life that present us with challenges. And without challenges or new stimuli, we would not grow according to the general adaptation syndrome. So I'm asking you guys this question. Based off science and the human body, why do we view these challenges as such negative things? Well, because our brain is hardwired to avoid them because we have a survival brain, right? Tony Robbins talks about this all the time. We have a trillion year old, whatever this number is old brain operating in a modern world operating system. So it's like, of course your brain is going to view stress as like fight or flight because it's, it's trained to do that. If you see a tiger run literally, right. Or fight it. But here's the deal. We can find ways through uh, thinking more pot. You know, I don't want to say positive thinking more innately about what's going on in our life to, to make better adjustments when stuff happens. So if you're going through adversity right now or challenge, as I'm sure everybody is in 2020 when this podcast is recorded, I want you to understand that as long as you don't really get into that exhaustion phase for too long, on the back end of this, based off of science and this Dr. Saley's GAS, you're going to come out on the other side stronger. You're going to come out better. And I know it sounds super cheesy, but I have to tell myself this too. It's, it's a philosophy in the gym that we all understand. We go to the gym, we get a workout, we're sore the next day. Then the following day, we're like, hey, that was awesome. Like I, I worked out, I recovered, now I'm stronger. And we appreciate it. But in our real life, 
I feel like we fail to self-reflect on that and to really tap into that as a source of motivation to be like, hey, dude, last month we had our lowest month in years in business. But because of that, look at all the changes we're making to our core philosophy. Look at the future direction of the company now that we've gone through X, right? It's such a different way to look at it, but it's looking at it at the same thing, right? You can't polish a turd, but you can sure as heck make it seem um, like you're going through this growth process. So that's what I love about the general adaptation syndrome is it really is just the growth process in your real life um, exemplified in scientific literature. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that. It brings me a lot of serenity to think about these things in context of the gym and then apply it to life. And I hope it does the same for you because I know that attaching more meaning and deriving more motivation from the things that you want to accomplish in life is going to make it more likely that you actually accomplish them. And that's what I'm trying to do here. So I hope that this episode helped you. Like I said, this is a little snippet from 23 hour gym lessons in our 23 hours program. Um, Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope that you got a lot of value on it out of it. And, and just always remember that you are a lot closer than you think. Thanks so much, guys.